Broadcasting worldwide from the Toad Suck Studio in beautiful central Arkansas, you are listening to Bad Choices in Bourbon. I am your host, Dan Decker, at D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R on Twitter. And with me today is Neil Shirley, broadcasting out of South Carolina. How are you, sir? I'm uh, doing well. Thank you for uh, having me on the show. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been a uh, long time suggested, and uh, just one of those timing has to line up when there's, you know room to record and a need to record and getting people on the list and it's just one of those right? things but we're finally yeah here. scheduling scheduling yeah. it's all about That's that real life and perfect and good timing yeah exactly and there are well, always possibilities so. well welcome 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 thanks for making Thank time you. and being here today so sure and uh you doing all right everything going okay well um yeah all told um we're doing well i you, you know it's been um I don't know if you noticed, but the last few years have been really um, odd here in on on Earth, and yeah, it was um, a little interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, in particular, even this past year has been super strange. But you know, maybe it's just me. Um, <laughs> but um, so this week, I have done things like go to Costco and not even take the mask out of my car because I am, I've been double dosed for, I don't know, at least a month, um, you know, even uh, past my full effective date. And um, yeah, it, I'm just going to go to Costco and just to... walk around. And I got to Costco and this was the freakiest thing of all. They had live food samples available again. <laughs> I saw that tweet. That is, that is, it feels so weird, right? That is it just was. Like, are it you... felt very strange. It's like, is, is it okay? Is it okay for me to eat food? And I decided, I yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have Go me one in. of these little mini egg rolls. And uh, I can't remember the other delicious stuff they had. But it's like, man, this is like a touch of the old days. It's, it's happening. It's happening. A little bit of the before times seeping yeah. in and in again. Right? Yeah. I walked into a Barnes & Noble's two days ago. It's like, we went to yeah, a restaurant. look at this. Yeah. The yeah. Barnes & Noble's was completely rearranged. I had to ask someone where the books were that I wanted to look at because it had been a year since I'd been in the store. And they'd they'd uh, moved around some things. They moved some so. things around. Where did my section yeah. go, right? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was heading towards the... Um, I, I guess they call it general entertainment section, which is where I um, have always tended to congregate because some of the things I most love to read are the stuff about the things I love. Um, right, right. So Star Trek nonfiction is like my favorite thing in the world. All the behind the scenes um, stuff, right? Yeah. And yeah. both the, both the in-universe stuff. So, you know, the Star Trek, or excuse me, the Starfleet technical manual was mm -hmm, just mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. mind expanding the greatest mm -hmm. thing I'd ever come across when I was a kid. And then of course the, um, you know, the making of, and the world of Star Trek, those little paperbacks, but, um, but down to now those neat, uh, volumes that, that hero collector is putting out, yep. um, they've put a, a lot of great stuff out and it was really fun to see those in an actual store. I, I enjoyed seeing some of those volumes lined up there in my neighborhood, um, Barnes and Nobles, even though I'd gotten several of those <laughs> just in I the mail over the past the, year, but yeah. Two of the big ones, the newer ones. And then when you get the XL special editions, they each come with a book specific to the model and so it's like little addendums that you can collect along with, you know, the uh, when you when we were kids and you had physical encyclopedias and you'd get the add ons for each year that corrected the Apocrypha and the Errata and everything. So, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. you get That's these little fine. supplements. Yeah. So, so you're collecting a lot of those models? Well, uh, I limit myself to the XL variants because there aren't as many and I'm only trying to get the hero ships. So I'm trying to be conservative <laughs> about it. It's not going well. Uh, they keep uh, they keep expanding what I would consider a hero ship, and so you know, or I should say, the definition broadens. And um, right, my, and my wife just laughs at me now and has decided that uh, um, if I'll just go ahead and move the piano out of the bedroom and I can have that space for some bookshelves, she really just wants to 
hide it because it's out in the common area right now. I have a desk loaded with all my nerd stuff. So she's she's Look, not the biggest fan. <laughs> Dan, I cannot relate to that at all. Uh, yeah, actually, I, okay, I need to pause the recording here no real worries. quick. My daughter's huh? calling in. My daughter's 16, so she's driving sometimes and so it makes it a little more urgent to oh, answer sir. the phone yes. just in case <laughs> absolutely absolutely we just recently uh, uh our 17 year old uh well he just turned 17 uh but it's kind of the same he uh for his, you know his poor mama he got uh, his senior ring his first job interview got that job and drove alone for the first time uh all in the same week and so oh it my really, gosh it's kind of a lot yeah. So no, we get it. And dinner is important. Yeah. You know, that's uh for us that's <laughs> it tends to be the time when we're all together for once at least throughout the day is it's time to sit down and eat. So, you know, knowing what's up is good. Right. It's good. I'm really grateful for that that my family has continued um even as the kids have gotten older. And you know, maybe that that the events of the last year has helped because they've been schooling from home. So there isn't even as much chance to go out and be at dinner with their friends or something. Um, but we, we're all together around the table at dinner time. Yeah. And that was basically that was one of the every goals day. We so I'm really out. glad. Yeah. As parents, when we, when we got started, we were like, well, if we can manage to be together at least once a day, it's going to be dinner time and we'll all sit down and uh, mm-hmm. disconnect and just talk about the day and see how we're doing and enjoy the meal and be thankful for it. And, you know, yeah. just go, go with that because, um, you know, we don't get this time back. I know it sounds cliche, but it's, uh, you know, and it isn't to discount people who aren't parents uh, in any way whatsoever, because you have your own special moments to capture uh, in your own ways. And uh, right. but it is something that you've got to be mindful of, you know? Yeah. And my daughter's going going to be a senior in high school in the yeah. fall. So Same. that, so it's uh, really starting to feel that pressure of, Oh, okay. Yeah. Enjoy now every we, moment here. <laughs> we've got a senior, a 10th grader and a fifth grader coming up. So it's a lot. It's uh, everybody's yeah. I've got big, a senior you know? and then my son will be going into ninth grade. So there and, you go. Somewhere um, in the middle. Yeah. And today he had his friends over here for the first time, you know, in a year. Oh, wow. To shoot some more footage of their own Star Trek movie that they are. Are they making shooting. a fan film? They are indeed. So oh, they that's started fantastic. in the like December of 2019. Oh, doesn't that just they, seem so far away now? Right. So they were on, uh, he and his. And two, his two friends were were rooming together at this um, at a church youth choir trip, oh, yeah. overnight trip. And in the hotel that night, they decided, okay, we're going to arrange the furniture here uh, in our hotel room <laughs> to turn into a bridge of a starship. And they started, and I guess they just started thinking. My my son had had watched um, several quite a bit of the classic series with me and then and also by himself. And one of his friends had been watching, um, I think had watched a lot of Next Generation, had watched some of the the original series, but really loved Voyager. Okay. okay. And so these were I you like know, these kids. I guess I like they were these kids a lot. Right? And they were like, <laughs> I guess they were 13 at the time. So um 13 year old boys and and then they just wrote their other friend who knew nothing oh, about Oh, there's Star so Trek many worse being... things they could be doing at that age. Oh, oh, oh exactly. So they wrote <laughs> their third friend into being in this film. And so they shot some stuff there that day in the in in at the hotel. On their iPhones and, they... and stuff, I'm sure, right? Exactly. That's what yeah. my son does is makes makes movies on his iPhone. That's amazing. And um and then when they, when they got back, they started shooting additional scenes. They had uh we had a big day when they went to the park. They enlisted a couple other friends to come out and wear these weird wigs and stuff so that they could be quote unquote Klingons. And, you know, being 13 year old boys, it was mostly a giant fight scene. Oh, of course. That was course. happening. Uh-huh. Um, and they had another. Exactly. And so they had um, and they had another big uh, shooting day scheduled for March 14th oh that was when the world dissolved and yeah and the 13th that friday the 13th is when school when they left school that day and never went back and it was shut down so So weird so so the shooting got canceled and so for months there was just nothing covid interrupted so many productions you know right it was really and in the fall in the fall they started tentatively they would hang out together one day a week at um 
at another friend's house and they would start playing D&D. They had actually started playing D&D over Zoom yeah. and then they went and started playing D&D live. They'd wear masks and play D&D. And then one day I started saying, you know, when you guys are like outside, you could probably even without masks shoot some more of your Star Trek film uh, and – Plenty of and ways one day to they, shoot socially distant, you know? Right. So one day he brought the camera and all their stuff, and they were shooting, and I went in to pick them up, and they were inside. And I thought, oh, they're inside shooting. Okay, interesting. But when I went up to see where they were shooting, they were all wearing masks shooting. And m when my son showed me the footage, the very first thing they shot was one of the characters said, oh, no, there's a gas leak. Quick, put on your ventilator. And all the kids just put on their face masks and then perfect. just went on with making their big 13-year-old fighting scene perfect. <laughs> like they that would have anyway. And so well, they and slowly so the continued trying Trek, right? to fit. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they slowly continued trying to get, get this film done. And now um, today they shot some more and my son put on his shirt, his, his, the shirt he'd been using in his uniform shirt. Um, Not red, I hope. And it... No, it's kind of white, but um, it's uh, call back to the motion it, picture. The it, white it's shirts. like um, so much smaller than it was when <laughs> they was, started shooting. Yeah. So but like all their something? voices are different. They're all different heights because they went from 13 to 14 and, yeah, boom, and boom, there's going to be when you put all this footage together, it's going to be interesting to watch the transition <laughs> of these characters uh, over the 30 amazing. minutes. Film, whatever. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, bravo to them for doing it smart, though. That is that speaks to some uh, wise parenting too. They just know to do the right thing and be smart about it, incorporate it in the story, and just make it make it make it work. You know, um, that, they shan't be daunted by just, some global pandemic, right? That's not going to stop us. Yeah, that moment just floored me. I thought that is so beautifully creative you know yeah, just very clever I love Bravo. it love it and yeah that's one of those moments when you'd be like oh yeah no things might be all right <laughs> mm -hmm. well yeah. and it's also that also reminds me of uh, you know one of the things i've always loved about being involved in the theater is those um happy accidents mm -hmm. you know something that just the, you wouldn't have thought of or planned but it pops up and suddenly becomes oh this is a whole new way to look at this and 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 that's what happened with their little movie. It's like, okay, now we have to have these masks on. Let's invent a reason for it. And now we've got a whole new little plot twist and it's in, that they and wouldn't it's have in had the, otherwise. And it's canon now, too. It's canon now. <laughs> uh, speaking <laughs> of happy little accidents, we um, when I was in uh, college, I did work study one summer, and that was to be um, uh, on the on the set team, on the technical team for the summer production of Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my friend uh, Jason and I were notorious for cut twice, measure once, maybe. <laughs> and so we, you know, eyeballing it. We got in trouble for eyeballing it a lot. And, yeah. um, you know, we get close. And so, but anyway, <laughs> we, we skewed one of the upper boards or beams for one of the house set pieces. And these were, these were no joke, like two-layer platform you know ladders and everything and so mm -hmm. there were there were uh multiple levels uh but it had skewed the top of it but it fit the narrative because it was you know a skewed uh version of the show it's there funny thing it happened yeah. on the way to the forum and so um kind of a happy accident one of the cool <laughs> right. things was uh dr blakey uh the technical director at the theater at the time um and uh one of the big reasons i do what i do today uh but he uh he sculpted the statues out of these styrofoam blocks using a hot knife and it was it turned out incredible uh, mm. you know and it's just wow. one of those testaments to that you know uh you know if what you have a hammer everything's got to be a nail you know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that's the ingenuity in 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 you know theatrical storytelling i think uh, that a lot of people right. um when i go when i go these days when i go see a show um and and uh, interestingly, the last thing we did pre-COVID before uh, before we didn't do anything else was go see a show, uh, being jam-packed in a sweaty hot theater uh, or you know performance hall with a bunch of strangers not wearing a mask. Yeah, <laughs> right at the beginning oh, of all man. this. Uh, right. But we saw uh, we saw Carol King's story, which is a really great little musical. Oh, and, it is a yeah. good show. Yeah, yeah, and it was really well done. And, um, but I always, I, I can simultaneously suspend my disbelief and enjoy the show and, and dissect and admire the technical aspect of the theater. 
Um, yeah. Thanks yep. to my neurodivergent mind, I can absorb all of it at once. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. It is. It's, it's, well, and it's just an appreciation I have for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I love the theater. But um, I, I was I was in a show like that February, too. And, you know, just thinking back on it, we just had no idea <laughs> what we were what about. Was, what was up oh, against. Boy. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's interesting to think back to – what you know, what you would consider at the time kind of a slow burn, but if you were paying attention, you were like, "Oh, this is going to go poorly." Yeah, and, something was um, going down, and unfortunately, it was, it was it was one of those things where I don't I don't enjoy being right, you know, uh, in yeah. a lot of ways. But I yeah. could see if you didn't see the writing on the wall, you weren't paying attention, and that's just sad. I know it was. Yeah, it was. Um, but we're coming out of it. Uh, my kid and know, wife, they went and saw In the Heights at the actual theater. Now, this is an interesting take uh, on the progression of technology and the times mm-hmm. because we went and saw, when it was new in the theater, we went and saw The Greatest Showing, right? And yeah. I thought, how amazing is it? We left the theater. My son, Ben, the youngest, he's all about musicals. Uh, mm-hmm. He enjoyed it. And he said, man, I want to hear those songs again. And I was able to pull it up on Apple Music and play that soundtrack on the way home, which right, blew right my then. mind as a thing from, you know, <laughs> tell me that as a child and I would call you crazy. But yeah. within the Heights, they went and saw it in the theater. They were practically the only ones there. They got to enjoy it in a nice, you know, reclined, mm-hmm. cool experience, get their popcorn and drink and candy and everything. Yeah. And then they came home and he watched it again on TV. Because See, there you go. HBO that, Max. Well, yeah. and that's what we did. We had our own kind of um, some friends invited us to their house to watch it. And we thought, OK, yeah, we're going to go inside their house and we're going to yeah. eat food together with our yeah. friends. And none of us are going to be masked and we're going to watch In the Heights. And it was it was great. And one of the things that did though is it made me wish i had gone to see it in the theater because i think it yeah. would have been really great on the big well, screen and i thought what a great way to, to burst the bubble as it were you know especially for i mean we were a movie going family we had the subscription to cinemark and you know we would get our tickets and our discount because if you take five people to the theater and you ain't trying to find a way to save some money you're dropping a oh benjamin plus to to go and i'm you know yeah. i am a former theater employee i worked in theaters for seven odd years and you know knowing how the system works and knowing that those people depend on concessions if mm-hmm. i can't afford to buy what i want the stand i don't go and so, mm. but I, you know, I got coupons and discounts and we got it down to being able to go to the show for about 35 <laughs> bucks, you know, yeah. and, and not skimp on it and go and enjoy ourselves. And we'd go at least once a month or, or some mix or match of us would go at least watch one movie or maybe yeah. we'd skip a month and save the ticket. But at the same time, um, you, you know, it, it, cinema is a huge part of our life and enjoying right. film has just been a part of what we do. And so it was really great for them to be able to go see that. They've been excited about it. You know, he loves uh, uh, Hamilton mm-hmm. and knows that soundtrack upside down and over again. And, yeah. um, and has now seen In the Heights four times, uh, three at home. <laughs> oh, my the gosh. And listened That's to amazing. the soundtrack twice. <laughs> so. Well, and, and talking about, you know, being able to walk home from and, and see it again or, or even, you know, a couple of years ago, be able to listen to the greatest showman on the way home it reminded me of when i saw the wrath of khan in the theater you know mm-hmm. i'm old enough to have seen that at, no, there's my dog oh, hey there. but um <laughs> but um i was desperate to get the soundtrack lp exactly of the wrath of khan when i was done and i had to drive to the mall to get it and it wasn't there and i lived in houston texas and i could not find that record for like for weeks and you're like, i kept going to different it doesn't exist Right. And I knew it was going to exist, but I could never find it. And there was one one little record store in Houston who had like a promo copy. And eventually he sold me his promo copy just because oh, I kept kind going in every week bugging him. It's like, you have, have you it? got them in yet? Have you got them in yet? Oh, yeah. It's that's right over amazing. there in the cabinet. That's but, amazing. Yeah. I had the uh, I had the Superman, uh, the movie uh, score LP, which was pretty great. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my mom, when I wanted to buy it, she was like, I don't think you're going to like it. And I was like, no, it has Superman. It's going to be great. 
And, you oh know, gosh, I didn't exactly one. understand what it was until I got home and listened to it, but I was not sad about it. You know, I was six, five or six years old, and I, I, I remembered um, one of my earlier opportunities at Show and Tell was to bring, uh, or maybe it was specifically <laughs> music, but it was second grade. And I brought mm-hmm. that, I brought that score to class uh, and to try... Oh, Neil, you're going to love this to try and make the best impression because it was mostly music. And I thought the kids yeah. would, my peers would better enjoy something with words. I played the, can you read my mind? Bit. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, man. Bless your heart. Oh, no. So it was trying, but it didn't go over well at all. Oh, I remember no, that. That is the moment. worst part of the record. Mm. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, yeah, it is. A, that's did. a great set, though. That is yeah, a great set. Yeah. Oh, I've still and, got uh, most of my records, which is way, way too many. I, I mean, have this them. Is, this is some oh, wow. right here. Uh, I don't know yeah, if you can see. Compared Plus, to I have another whole section in another part of the house. But anyway, I still yeah. have my CD wallet, and it's full. Uh, and I was oh. I was reminiscing with the boy uh, once and realized that some of those CDs are OG from you know release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, see, I've you got know. four drawers of these stupid CDs still. Yeah, these are just Did like you ever two CDs. These the are computer, just. Though? Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't ever play them. I don't ever play them. Right, right, right. Once you put it all but, digital, man, I ripped all my movies to Plex and. I don't put a disc in anything hardly at all unless uh, when we when we started watching Battlestar Galactica, I dug out the Blu-rays because I ain't compromising. Uh, you know, uh, if, <laughs> the, if, the if we're investing the time, Galactica? yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, the reimagined mm-hmm. series. I, uh, that is the only uh, show that I own the complete series of on any media, and I was I was like day one. I was like, I'm buying this for my birthday for myself, and wow. Trish was like, cool, it's fine. <laughs> it came with the little collectible centurion which um which uh somehow just happened to break for no good reason while Noah was holding it one day on our way out the door to go see Superman uh, or the Man of Steel and he's uh, like I just touched it it broke I was like mm, yeah you tried mm. to flex that leg and it's not posable that's what <laughs> happened so but he's still to this day he won't he won't own up to it <laughs> well maybe one day maybe one day uh, it's just a thing, right? It's just a thing. Yep. You know? Exactly. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, if I cared enough to replace it, I would have by now, right? Right. Because I'm sure they're yeah, out there. Yeah, you have to be. I try to be very. Um, it, it's, it's been hard. I, you know, it's like I gave my son all my old Star Wars action figures because I Oof. thought, you know, these yeah. are things to be played with. So I'm just yep. going to take them out of this box I've been toting them around in for decades and just let, let him play with these things because that's yeah. what they're for. That's what yep. I did with them. And oh, I, uh, I just have to I step back and not worry about it. You know, collector. I'm the worst action figure. Oh, 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 let me, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> one of the hardest things was letting go. Uh, he, Noah likes to modify his action figures and his, oh, gosh. Sets. Mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to just let him, be creative because there was no stopping yeah. it, right? Right. And so he, but but as he's progressed, he's gotten really, really good at it, and his modifications look pro. And you know he's done some really great custom action figures and work on his Gundam models and his Evangelion models, and so you know it paid That's off in nice. the end. And just had to learn right? to let it go. Oh, see, the, yeah, Dad has to just <laughs> leave it alone so he can use that as a step to build up new skills. Here's a here's a here's a story you can appreciate. Um, <laughs> was we oh, I can't remember if he got it for Christmas, but he got the Lego Death Star. UCS set, oh my God. the one with all the playable features, right? And it took us a while to put it together because we thought we were missing some pieces. Turns out we just skipped over a bag, but we submitted <laughs> a request to Lego and they sent us the pieces, no questions asked, because that's what they do. And so now we have a bunch of spares. But anyway, <laughs> I, I come in one day and he's got this thing quartered up and, um, and, uh, I'm like, what are you doing, buddy? He goes, oh, I just wanted to kind of break it down so I could play with this and that and the other better i was like "Mm, okay and then i come back maybe a day or two later and it's completely dismantled Mm -hmm. down to the last brick and Mm -hmm. i was like what are you doing (laughs) it's like just trust me i'm gonna do something 
and you'll 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 see. And I was like, mm. and a couple <laughs> days later, there is a two and a half minute time lapse video of him rebuilding the Lego Death Star, and you can watch it on YouTube, and it's really pretty great. Wow, and that's that fun. was when I was like, whatever, bro. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Um, My son, and, in, as part of his movie making, he experiences now he's um, doing Lego stop motion. Yep. Stuff. Yep. We got a library so, of that too, which is not yep. easy to do. And uh, no, there's a time no, this last one he building did. The, uh, Falcon also. Uh, he wow. Himself the the ginormous eight thousand piece Falcon, and uh, oh, which is man. a great set. Um, yeah. No, we have uh, we probably have a full mortgage and or college education investment in Lego brick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, so my son is taking them and making his own little movies with it. Um, so he, he, the most recent one he did took him a couple of months was he shot a little battle between space Marines and aliens. Oh, very cool. So he, yeah. so he you know, set him up a little room and had a little, little yeah, and all, yeah, like alien aliens. Um, oh, oh, like xenomorphs. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was like Hudson and Hicks versus the aliens oh, fantastic. and that kind of Game stuff. Game over, yeah. man. Bricks over, Exa- man. Yeah, yeah, I think he had that line in there. Well, you have he did to use game to. over, man, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, is he even your child? If not, I mean, right. But it's, so, it's fun to watch, watch this stuff. What's that? Currently on the Bond watch, right? Yes, we just started yeah. a Bond watch. He's been asking about it for a long time, and his mother was not um, all that super excited about us jumping into James Bond. So there, there are reasons, um, you know. You have to. It's oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, for sure. So yeah. we're finally at the point where it feels like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll start doing that. So yes, James um, Bond is. Cool, it was really hard to decide. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. It it was it's really hard to decide how to approach it. Um, you know, with something like Star Wars, it just seemed very natural for me, at least. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Okay, we are watching Star Wars, and then The Empire Strikes Back, and then Return of the Jedi, and then, and then we'll we back. can watch those prequels or whatever. That's fine. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. we are starting with the original Star Wars because that's where yeah, it starts. That's how you, that's how you do um, it. And with James Bond, it's like, how do you start? Because my first James Bond memory was watching um, You Only Live Twice on TV with my dad when I was a yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, you know, you which is a great entry point for a dumb kid. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's the thing. Do you go ahead and let your first Bond movie just be the current Bond movie with whoever the current Bond is? Because there is certainly something to be said for that. Or do you yeah. go back one or two Bonds or do you go back to the beginning? And ah, it was hard for me to decide, but I finally said, no, we're starting with Dr. No, dude. You got to do Dr. No. <laughs> so we watched no, Dr. Think, no, and you know? then we watched From Russia with Love. And then I think I've got at least got to get him through Goldfinger because you've got to get that for the right. car and you, all those other things to make any of even Daniel era. Craig make sense. Right. Right. You might not do all 27 odd Bond films. You might just get the same. You need Sean Connery. You got to do yep. the Roger Moore, you know, and Dalton and Bronson. Yeah, do, you know, yeah. take a piece here. Yeah, and do there. one Pick or the, two, one yeah. or two Roger Moore. Goldeneye, obviously, is your Bronson. Couple pick. Of, yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then go ahead and, and into the Daniel Craig's. And then he can go back and. And since it's you know ostensibly nonlinear, he can go back and fill in the gaps on his own. Exactly, you know? exactly. He's got the foundation. So he understands the character. Uh, you need right. to, you need to see that progression. It's like it's kind yeah. of the it's kind of the chicken egg question. Which ultimately the answer to the chicken and egg question is the egg came from something that wasn't a chicken and became a chicken. But that's how evolution works. Uh, right. <laughs> but, exactly. But uh, but with this, it's like okay. So is Chris Pine's Kirk as good as it is because of William Shatner's Kirk? Would it be the same without it? You know, you kind of have yeah. that, you know, do, do we deserve Daniel Craig if we don't go Roger Moore, right? You yeah. can't appreciate, you can't appreciate it without the context of it. Right. And if you, you know, bond in context, hey, this was the 60s. Yeah, it's kind of a garbage way. But I mean, there's just as, <laughs> there's no less misogyny in Star Trek at that time. You know, yeah. and that was considerably more progressive about what it was trying to do than James Bond was. Um, but, you know, yeah. hey, that's the character and that's the way it was played at the time. And it's inappropriate then. We just didn't do better. And we know better now. And we do better now. But even, right. even we Daniel know Craig's better now. The fly just, boy, right? Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. And, but that context is important to the kids because they have to understand why we don't do those things anymore. Uh, yep. But that doesn't make Dr. Noah a bad film. You know, 
Right, uh, right. Or from it, Russia with Love, which yeah, exactly. has a lot of a instances lot of, <laughs> of, of, yeah, some questionable treatment well, hey, of um, women. There, well, uh, there's that, but there's also the flip of that and, you know, uh, some some readily and heavily empowered female spies on the other side of the other side of the game, too. So it's not for like, sure. yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, James Bond is the only one playing the game. Uh, yep. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's one of the and, and you know, come on, the innuendo. I think even, you know, even a bunch of uh, us in this in this more aware generation can appreciate mm-hmm. some good innuendo. Um, yeah. You know, just let yourself enjoy it. Acknowledge its warts. And if you don't like James Bond, don't watch it, you know? Well, that's <laughs> so true for so many things. Yeah, yeah. Just don't watch it if you don't like it. Don't like. Uh, yeah. Well, and yeah. I, you know, one of the things that I've, I've kind of, we've kind of learned is that, um, children are capable of a lot more than most folks will give them credit for. Um, uh, they understand a lot more th- on their own than we are willing to admit. And mm-hmm. I think we growing up in the latchkey generation, the take care of yourselves generation overcompensate for the parenting that we didn't have hands on ourselves. Uh, and want to make sure that everything we let our kids see is appropriate when we watch the Goonies and nobody cared. And if you go back and watch the Goonies, there's a lot that somebody should have cared about. And, you know, we came out okay for it. And, And give your kids the credit they deserve and guide them, be there to answer the questions. And I, I tell them up front, um, the youngster, you know, judge me if you will, but the youngster the other day asked if he could watch Rick and Morty. And I was like, well, if you're old enough to ask for permission, uh, I'm, a, I'm willing to trust that you will come to me if you have any questions. And if you feel it's inappropriate, you'll stop watching it. And he's like, okay. And so far so good. You know, uh, yeah. I may have thrown in a, don't tell your mom too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, once again, once again, I can't relate to that phrase at all, Dan. I can't, <laughs> what are you even I, talking about? I, what? What do you mean? I've never said that at all. <laughs> no covering your butt here. That's not how we do things. No, uh, parenting not at is all. a team sport. <laughs> yes. It is. No. It well, is. what are you doing Thank these you. days, Neil? What keeps you occupied aside from talking to me on podcast? <laughs> um. Well, um, you know, I spend most of my day doing my day job work that pays for insurance and all that, which is kind of marketing um, for a for a financial firm, writing things for them. Um, oh, like uh, ad copy and, and things as such as that? Yeah, yeah. And then and another big part of it was doing events. So, ha, <laughs> ha. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Been well, speaking of weird stuff lately. that happened over the last year. Yeah, so that may be ramping up more. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put out my newsletter once a week, my Star Trekking newsletter, which oh. is on Substack. Um, and you can find it, dear listener, at startrekking.substack.com. There you go. And we'll I typically send it out. Notes. Please do. I send it out once a week. And... Um, Sometimes more because suddenly, <laughs> sometimes I just find extra stuff and send out a new issue. But um, bonus content it, is always welcome. Well, that's what I always think. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I've come to think of it as as my weekly love letter to Star Trek. Um, it's much it more effective than kind Twitter. Of, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> it, it originated with me thinking about. Because Star Trek has become so ubiquitous that it's just everywhere, whether you're looking for it or not. And I kept finding myself reading or coming across references to Star Trek just in random places out in the world and reading this or that. And so I, so it kind of started with, um, with collecting some of those. And, um, but then has also evolved into sharing fun um Tweets I've seen related to Star Trek and um, memes, I guess, sometimes and articles. And it's just it's just something fun for me to share how much Star Trek has continues to mean to me after all these 
decades and decades and decades. How can it be oh, still it's so important to decade. me? <laughs> sixth decade as a franchise. And, you know, I'm in my fifth decade and the majority of those have been spent as a Trekkie. Uh, I, I can know. hardly remember <laughs> not without knowing it. Star yeah, Trek. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I think it was second. I, I remember it as second grade watching it on TV after school. Well, that's, and then my you friend know, Ronnie Dickey and I would start talking about it and playing Star Trek with our big G.I. Joes and all that. <laughs> yeah, we used what we had, right? We used yeah. what we had. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to hold on to that. Well, I uh, while we were... Talking that out, I just went and subscribed to that newsletter, so I'm looking forward to oh, uh, taking advantage of that. Dear listener, take your time now and uh, go to Star Trekking dot, uh, what was it, Star Trekking dot sub... Substack. Substack. So Google autofilled, once I got to Star Trekking dot S, it was like Substack.com. I was like, bingo. Wow, so, nice. Easy peasy, lemon Google. squeezy. Uh, yeah. It is, uh, it is you know, less than a cheeseburger a month, y'all. Uh, and supporting independent uh, authors and content creators uh, and folks who are trying to, you know, do good uh, out there is all about what I'm about. So uh, spread some love and we'll have the link in the show notes. And I'm going to well, tweet about Well, that's one of the things after. I appreciate about you too, Dan, is that you're, you're out here spreading the love of, of just other people and other fans in the community and just kind of sharing all this. I, I love this kind of stuff. I love that this is available to us. Oh, I you think know, that you very we can, much. That we can, that we can find people on Twitter and and then go ahead and have a conversation and then share it with the world. It's neat. Oh, I love yeah. it. Well, I, you know, if I'm doing the math real quick in my head, you're going to be somewhere closer closer to the 60th episode that that launches out the door. Um, wow! And I think that we're past the year mark uh, at this point. This week's release put us will put us past the year mark worth of episodes. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to the 100th episode and the 500th episode. And, yeah. you know, the more people that I can connect us with. And it just, you know, uh, I tell folks that really it's the fact that it's awkward to connect with someone and be like, want to talk on Zoom for an hour? But if you <laughs> if you say, would you like to be on a podcast? It's a right, lot less right. weird. A lot less weird. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, and then from there on, it's just uh, it's just on the front and the back end of it, and anchor handles the rest. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's I mean, yeah, it it's a nice it It's literally free, you know. Um, and uh, I mean, folks can support me if they want, uh, but the you know, I always say the best way is just to share the show. Uh, and that's that's really it, because um, I'm doing other things for fun and profit. Uh, this show is literally to just make sure folks get to know each other, you know. That's good. Uh, and that's the nice thing about um, kind of the Twitter community that I know I ran into you through is is kind of just that Star Trek community on Twitter. There's just there's kind of a nice, friendly clump of yeah, folks yeah. in and out and talking nice things about Twitter um, or uh, about, uh, about Star Trek, I mean, and, um, it's just, it's just fun to kind of have that community. And then, and then things like this are, are a real bonus to that. Well, and you know, I mean, this, this show doesn't necessarily a Trek show where we get into the nuance of a particular episode, yeah. but it is, <laughs> it is the glue. It is the, it is the tie that binds uh, mm -hmm. a lot of our interaction and definitely, um, was the gateway to getting to meet so many people. And it's, it's, you know, it's been a very interesting, uh, wild ride. So I am thankful to everyone who takes the time to come on here and hang out with me. That is for sure. And, so now what kind of, what part of Arkansas are you in? So central, like the dead center, it's a little town called Conway, uh, which okay. is known for being the Conway of Conway Twitty. Uh, oh, nice. to American Idol Chris Allen and uh, soon to be 30 odd roundabouts. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, we, we love those roundabouts and uh, which are great. I mean, I am a fan. Uh, it is a, it is a sign of demarcation. Uh, we know if you are native Conway, a native Conwegian or not, because if you complain about the roundabouts, we know you're from out of town. <laughs> You don't know the problems they've solved. I tell you that. Wow, there <laughs> uh, you go. Life before it was oh, life before them in some places was just you just didn't go that way, you know. 
and it's just it's mm. so much safer the traffic flow is so much smoother it's a lot less stressful i i'm a big fan uh, yeah we so. got a couple uh, appearing here in our neighborhood um so i'm trying to remember some of my arkansas experiences the first have you one been, i remember have you been here before? been a couple of times. Oh, right on. Um, the first one I remember is when my college buddy and I um, just randomly took a road trip. We were living in Dallas-ish, I guess. Yeah, about six at the hours. Time. Yeah. Um, and no, we may have been in Houston. I don't know. No, we were in Texas somewhere. It's <laughs> like four or five hour difference between Dallas and Houston. I don't remember. This actually probably started from Houston. Anyway, we ended up going to Hot Springs and hanging, uh, walking around Hot Springs and finding a place called Tiny Town there um, where a guy had set up this miniature town inside of a storefront. Um, it's a weird, weird little place. <laughs> um, but, but we were just really drawn to it. And then we drove to Little Rock where we decided, um, that, um, we didn't really want to go f spend money on food, but uh -huh. if we went to a hotel and went to the hotel bar at happy hour, we could get a cheap drink and eat all the free buffet we wanted. <gasps> Um, so that was our big uh, discovery in Little Rock. Um, well, what, what, and then, uh, and then we ended up this? going to Graceland. Oh, gosh. This was sometime in the 90s. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would have been like early to mid-90s, probably mid-90s. Um, and then, uh, yeah, ended up going to driving to Graceland. Down in Memphis, uh, Tennessee. We're going yep. to Graceland. And um, anyway, that was that adventure. And then there was another time I went with, that, so that would have been early 90s. And then mid-90s, I went with a girlfriend to um, spend a lake with, uh, spend a week at a lake with her family, Lake Wachita, I think. Yeah, Lake Wachita, yeah. Yeah, that was it. And that was really nice. And, I, and there was a little town around there where there were these, these folks who had a uh, house and a little ceramic studio behind their house. And they just that's what they did was made Throw and sold pottery. ceramics yeah oh, <laughs> coffee mugs and stuff out of their house and you saw a little and inside the shop there'd be photos of them and their kids and then like you know um that yeah we've you know we're a proud sponsor of whatever little league and then here we were in the parade and i just thought man what an ideal little life that would be yeah. living in, in this little sort of tourist town right near a really neat lake and you're doing your little art and being part of the community. I was always jealous of that. I just thought well, that I was tell really you, cool. Neil, I don't know about a lot of other states, but uh, Arkansas is well known for a few things that we have just about every kind of geography you can think of. Uh, so we have plains, we have wetlands, we have uh, dry, high desert, you know, we have mountains, we have forest we have all of it and and one of the things that uh, we definitely have a lot of is lake uh, we have mm -hmm. a lot of lakes and we have an extensive <laughs> and well-maintained well-supported state park system uh, that mm. is free to visit mm -hmm. and you know if you want to camp you can spend the camp but if you want to just go enjoy a day at the state park um, and uh, what I what, what I learned my learned from this weekend was uh, we visited uh, the nearby park uh, and there there are like two within driving minutes driving of, from my house. Uh, there's Wooly Hollow, or as we say here, Wooly Holler State Park. Yeah. <clears throat> and then there's Petit Jean, uh, which is just the way we say Petit Jean, uh, because that's French <laughs> and this is Arkansas. Yeah, so right. uh, we say Petit Jean. And um, also famous for their meats, uh, really good bacon. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's, we call it a mountain. It's under 2,000 feet, so it's geographically, it's a hill. But still, mm -hmm. topographically, it's a hill. Um, and, but anyway, uh, it, uh, there's a gravesite up there of the young explorer, uh, little, little John, who was uh, part of the expedition leading, I think it was, I can't, I, I can't remember the explorer specifically, one of the French explorers. Um, and little John passed away on the uh, way and, and mm. uh, discovered that it was actually little Jean and um, that she had made her way into the expedition posing as a boy. 
Uh, and oh, so wow. They buried her on the mountain, and you can visit her gravesite. Uh, and it's a beautiful overlook. Um, the plan was we visited this weekend, stayed in the cabin. The plan was to get up and go to that overlook at sunrise. Uh, but I took severely ill, uh, and that was hmm. not happening at 530 uh. in the morning uh, by any stretch. So, um, But one of these days. But the, the what I did learn is that that is Arkansas's first state park. And that wow, is, nice. so I grew up in the town just uh, north of the mountain, about 10 miles in Moralton. And so we spent so much time up there as teenagers. Uh, and the, mm. the, the park's mm-hmm. icon is Cedar Falls. And there's a place where you can go see it via Overlook. Or if you've got your hiking self together, uh, it is about a mile and a half one way. So you're looking at a three mile hike down a mountain mm. Um, mm-hmm. and back up again. So don't go for the faint of heart, but you can get to the falls. Um, and if you really, really, really want to do break the rules, you can get underneath the falls. Um, but it's beautiful. It is so beautiful. That's nice. Uh, That's so nice. if you ever get to visit again, uh, we're going to hit some state parks nearby just to show off. Um, <laughs> hopefully, uh, we're having a gathering in the fall for a barbecue over Halloween weekend. Uh, and my plan is to hopefully get to show Arkansas in the fall and let people see the, the leaves and the change and the beauty. Oh, hopefully wow. That'd be, be nice. Yeah. So and you're you're welcome and invited. So you want to show up? Well, thank and, you. And uh, and get into get into some free food and and not have to <laughs> yeah. wear a mask. <laughs> so um, just if I can, the, the, talking about that mountain, it just reminds me of this story. I think about whenever that kind of thing comes up. Uh, Lewis and Clark when oh, they were when they were going across the country, um, and they were they were a lot farther out west, and you were asking, okay, you know you know about this ocean on the other side and they were finally told by you know some natives yeah it's on the other side of the mountains uh, and they thought oh great no problem because you know they're used to the appalachians and you know like you said this we call it a mountain here in arkansas but yeah. you know <laughs> so they they thought oh yeah go over a mountain that'll be no problem at all but then they hit the rockies and oh, it's like geez, oh yeah. that's a whole different thing <laughs> that's that is that is mountains Lots yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can, and, and I think about that a lot too. And my goodness gracious, what kind of, like, I just, it's the same kind of spirit that got us to the moon. You just, somebody's mm-hmm. got to do it. Right. I guess. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. somebody's got to go first and yeah. holy cow though. Um, uh, that, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of the history of that history that's been lost to history, mm-hmm. uh, oh, but sure. the story itself is still remarkable, um, and, and just an amazing, uh, testament to adventure. I mean, the yeah. end result is arguably not maybe the greatest thing that ever happened. Um, mm-hmm. when you, when you get to the fact that that led directly to manifest destiny, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's. <sighs> And you're it's old enough to remember when that past, was, uh, yeah. well, you're old enough to remember when we were taught that in school as like, it was some sort of good idea, right? Yeah. Rock on. That was the whole yeah. chapter. And it's like, oh yeah. Manifest destiny. Woohoo. Why? Yeah. yeah. And I was oh, like, brother. I don't feel good about this. I don't yeah. think that this is something <laughs> to celebrate. And yeah, I mean, like, cause they lump it in with like the trail of tears and like how that was like our big apology somehow. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's, it's awful out there. Um, but, uh, thankfully I think a lot of that history is either being corrected or the kids are smartening up. So, or some set it's, of them are <laughs> just, you know, having some nuance is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And the context of it, you know, um, mm-hmm. we just have to, uh, you know, I am a big fan of owning mistakes. We learn better, uh, if we <laughs> right. admit, admit what <laughs> right. we've done wrong rather than try to ignore, uh, and make ourselves feel better. Um, yeah, at least that's the way I feel about it. So, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like yeah. telling my son, see this, we didn't know any better when we were making these James Bond movies, but now we know better. It was yeah, a mistake. Yeah. It was a mistake to have that really long belly dancing scene, but <laughs> it's there. Okay. It's there. It's there. It's and, there. and that's, you know, that is some, for some reason, kind of controversy these days where you have Disney who now owns the Muppet show and on the ones where it matters, they put up a little disclaimer that, Hey, some of this content is considered problematic these days. And, but we, it's, it's preserved for context. And that is just as important. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I haven't watched it in a very long time, blazing saddles, but you know, it has things that I probably don't want to, you know, but 
Um, everyone who's ever been interviewed about it says that the way it conveys what it does is perfectly fine with them and they mm-hmm. don't regret being involved with it. And I honestly, I did tell you, um, uh, when Noah came to me and said, I watched blazing saddles, it kind of took my breath for a minute. I was like, well, Golly, yeah. do you have any questions? You know, he's like, no, I understand. <laughs> I understand all. Of, and I mean, cause he's a whip smart kid and he did his research, you know, he, under, he put mm-hmm. it into context and, and I was just like, wow, though, it kind of it kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, brother. You know, and okay, that's, so, that's just the way it was. All right. So now let me ask you about the bourbon part of your um, of your choices. <laughs> tell me about tell me about the bourbon part. So uh, like where where did the name come from or what's my favorite bourbon? Oh, just well, yeah, sure. How, how did you get into bourbon and what are your favorite bourbons? So because um, I've, I've of, never been able to enjoy bourbon. Um, I used, I, I don't really drink, but, um, I, I like scotch. Yeah. Scotch, yeah, scotch is scotch nice. Is, uh, I really like scotch, but I could, I've never really, uh, bourbon's like, eh, I don't, I don't so, get it. And that's the thing too. Like scotch, scotch has, uh, its own, uh, you know, it has its own draw. Um, you yeah. know, you get that, you get that, uh, that peaty flavor, uh, mm-hmm. and that's part of it in the way that it's made. Um, and dear listeners, scotch is just a, it is a kind of whiskey that is made in a particular fashion. Um, and if you don't know, bourbon is also a whiskey, um, and scotch is derived from the single cask or the single use, uh, whiskey casks that make bourbon. So once those casks are used once they go to Scotland and they get turned into scotch where the scotch is aged in that cask itself wow look at that i've learned yeah. something that's awesome and, okay uh, so it is it is a whiskey and bourbon and scotch are related but the difference oh. is that that scotch is aged with peat moss uh, as part of the process and so it takes in that earthy dirty uh, I don't dirty not in the sense that but that dirt ish you can you can taste the earth in it's what i'm trying to say and that is that is one of its uh distinguishing factors and one of the things about scotch that that, that changes how it tastes for certain drinkers of scotch you know different scotch going to use different peat going to get a different Mm -hmm. flavor and so but the bourbon came along kind of just almost by accident um uh just as a a side effect of having a new uh distillery open in arkansas several years ago and a friend Mm. of mine uh got uh had gotten some uh groupon tour tickets uh for Uh, myself and him to go on a tour there. And so we went and toured the distillery, which is still one of the most heavenly smells uh, in my olfactory (laughs) memory is, is the smell of, of corn mash being distilled and brewed. And Oh my Lord, y'all it is, it is heaven. It just smells all delicious. And so as part of the tour, we got to sample everything they made at the time. And what is great is that I'm now going to the store and buying bottles uh, that were being casked, when I went on tour because now oh, they've aged. Oh, nice. Yeah, they, yes. they, they've aged to the point that they're selling them. And so um, I usually splurge on, it's called Rocktown Distillery. Uh, their master distiller was trained by the master distiller from Maker's Mark, which is my go-to if the mm. place I'm at doesn't have mm-hmm. uh, my local brand uh, because it's just as good. And um, and so it kind of came about as, you know, their bourbon was kind of the best product I sampled that day, and I just kind of took to it. And wow. The name of the show is a is a um oh a paraphrase and a and a and a misconstruence of a line from uh London has fallen uh where um Gerard Butler's character is a secret service agent protecting the president and the president is like they're running one day and the president asks what are they made him out of and he says uh bourbon and poor choices. And I got nice. it backwards and called it bad choices in bourbon. Well, <laughs> so. I love it. It's good. <laughs> well, that, that was, so, you know, by the time I figured out I got it wrong, I'd already made the first version of the cover <laughs> art. And I was like, screw it. I'm not going back. Uh, so it's yeah. stuck. And, uh, and you know, it, one, it, it makes for a story and it makes it my own. So, you know. Uh, for sure. And, and I sensibly, and it, you know. And it, connotes a, and it connotes a mood. It's really perfect. I love it. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah. The, well, you know, and bad choices in bourbon can go hand in hand. 
Uh, <laughs> one can lead <laughs> to the sure. other and vice versa. So it's kind of a palindrome. Uh, yeah. But like I said, you know, the bad choices part has kind of dropped out of the, uh, you know, unless people want to really go deep and talk about um, uh, their demons, which is always a welcome topic on the show. I will talk about anything with anybody. Uh, well, Dan, know. here is demon number one. Um, <laughs> well, I don't I guess I don't know what that what that list no, would be. Where, right, the, you know? where are the bodies buried, Neil? Where have you buried? Where the are bodies? the bodies buried? I don't know. Um, so, distillery wise, we have we our latest thing in our area is we've got at least one, I think maybe two, moonshine distilleries, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I have not exactly. Um, decided to brave either of those so but um but again i'm just i'm not really a, i'm not really a drinker anyway so it's well, not I, really hard for me not to starting with still, oh my gosh yeah no <laughs> so no. Uh, to the to to you dear listener in the in terms of bourbon and whiskey moonshine is well uh it is the colloquial name for uh uh you know uh Rot uh, gut. Sarah, oh. Yeah, well, you know, it's it that is that is what folks call, you know, what's distilled in the woods by by moonshiners avoiding the revenuers. What yep. it is for sale in a licensed product, it is unaged bourbon. Uh and so bourbon takes on its mm, color as it's aged in a smoked barrel. And if it's not aged at all, it's clear as day and ain't got no flavor other than burn. And uh <laughs> <laughs> if you take your chances on drinking um, unaged bourbon from a distillery, it's going to it, you'll be fine. It's I mean, it is not something you probably want to do all the time. It's basically <laughs> low end PGA. You're not you're not really doing anything, but it is kind of a rite of passage and you can get you can get that. And I recommend getting it from. <laughs> A licensed distiller because um if you ever go on a distillery tour they will tell you that if it's if you don't know what you're doing you can kill somebody with the stuff that comes off the top straight away it's it's not all good alcohol and uh anyhow oh, man. Uh, yeah but uh, you know i have had also actual moonshine which is you know distilled unli- <laughs> unlicensed distilled liquor in the and, literal backwoods Oh, out of a mason jar, brother. I'm not kidding. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and that stuff will, as we like to say sometimes, set your boo-boo on fire. So <laughs> There you go. There you go. Wow, uh, we managed to get on a good tangent there. Yeah. Oh, you know, anytime. We can talk about Star Trek. We can talk about whiskey. We can talk about whiskey and Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be The Trouble with Tribbles. It's the first episode that oh, comes into absolutely. mind as far as whiskey you and know, Star Trek. But that anyway. is some of the greatest Scotty moments ever. I mean, if. That that whole sequence right? where he's where he's uh, and, you know and the captain sentences him to his confines him to quarters and he's like oh excellent I'll keep up on my reading this is perfect right and Kurt right. just it, can't win yeah it ended up it, it it I mean that episode maybe defined Scotty more than any other one mm-hmm. that yeah that really his first is love is the Enterprise and forever will be. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's not ashamed to fight for because he knows captains come and captains go. But the Enterprise is forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Just absolutely times. beautiful moment. Absolutely beautiful moment. Well, Neil, uh, is there anything else you want to chat about or get out there real quick before we have to close things down, my friend? Oh, my gosh. I guess not. Um I can't believe, I mean, believe, believe it or time not, has gone by. Has Good passed, for us. Yeah. yeah, wow. Well, that was super fun to to chat with you. I really enjoyed that. Um, well, I appreciate let's that. see. What else? What's something else I could say that's interesting? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We covered it all, man. We talked a little I guess bit about so. the theater and the bond and right. Uh, oh, you know. oh, one thing, one thing. Just this, just right when you said that theater back when we were talking about happy accidents, it reminded me of when um, every once every once in a while I. I uh, write a thing for the for the excellent website trekmovie.com. Yeah. Oh, that's a great site. Um, they I've are been, a fantastic uh, since the site. 2009 lead-in, man, I have been devouring right? that stuff. They were great. Yeah, they're the great, and, and they're a great team. And I'm actually going to finally meet a, a bunch of them in person at the big Star Trek convention in Vegas. Uh, uh, I'm going to go. Yeah. Um, the second but, person um, in a row on the show is getting to go. Yeah, I can't wait. A little bit jelly. Um, but but anyway, the, when uh, when Dan Curry was um, he put out a book about some of his work on um, on the Next Generation in particular, and kind of, he worked on all those the 
the eighties, nineties, early two thousands shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got the to interview era. him, right? And yeah. I got to interview him at one point and uh, just talk to him about some of the things and 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 reading that book and talking to him and just hearing about the way they you know they would have a day to cobble something together um, that had to look good and serve the purpose. And he had some great stories and his book is really, really well done as far as showing some of the, the amazing creativity that, that, that the special effects folks um, in those days had, you know, they were, they weren't coming up with stuff on computers. They were building stuff in a shop um, and something that would look, Right. And that would look good enough, you know, okay, we're going to tear this cheerleader pom-pom apart and glue it onto this other thing. And then if you spin it a little bit and have the lights on it good, it'll, uh, and then blur a little bit, it'll look otherworldly. All of a sudden you get a space jellyfish. It's perfect. Right. It's perfect. (laughs) And so, you know, again, there's just make do and and happy accidents and you just never know what kind of fun you're going to find. Oh yeah. Um, It's, uh, you know, like uh, one time, uh, so the last show we did, or the last senior production I, I did in high school uh, and theater for, um, we did a spring musical, we did a drama, you know, a drama or, or comedy in the fall and a spring musical. And mm-hmm. so that senior year production was The Wizard of Oz, uh, which is a great play to put on. Um, yeah. And uh, a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, we, um, we put ourselves under a lot of technical pressure to put on a good show. <laughs> Right. And so we did some things that could be considered questionable. Uh, and some of those things included hot wiring, uh, lighting bulb, you know, you know, screw in light bulb fixtures right, where and you can. <laughs> and so we wired this to the pots for the overhead lights for the for the beam lights. Mm-hmm. And you 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 cross wire it with a piece of metal inside. Right. And you make the, you make it connect to itself, and then you put black powder on top of that. And guess what happens when you feed electricity to that? Oh, and we somehow pulled it off without setting the damn theater on fire. I don't yeah. know to this day how we didn't. But <laughs> what that led to, and the and the jury rigging and the hot wiring we had to do to keep the aging lighting system working in the first place. So there's a whole lot of reasons why we shouldn't have did this, but we did mm-hmm. it because country boys, right? In theater, you don't there you, you go. don't you. Don't give rednecks access to theaters, I guess. It's really the lesson. Uh, <laughs> That's the but, lesson we're going to do, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, we did finally have to get a, a Stageworks company. That was their name, Stageworks. But a stagecraft company to come in and, and do some rewiring for us. And they came in and they you know, were both horrified and impressed to the point that they offered myself and the other responsible party uh, internships, uh, or not even internships, <laughs> but jobs on the spot out of high school. Uh, nice. you, guys, you guys can come work for us right now. I was like, oh, I'm going to college. It's fine. All right. Oh, man. See, the road's, later. the road's taken. But, um, yeah. wow. See, look at that. You had some ingenuity going on. That's good. Oh, it was, hey, you know, anything was anything was game back in high school. I mean, you remember yeah. how immortal you were as a teenager. Right. You know? Oh, my god. I mean, gosh, as a Gen night, X teenager, we, we could come not in be as, killed. Right. Yeah. I remember science club. We'd come in and we'd be digging around, finding all kinds of fun things in the back. Oh, the things we were allowed to try for, for Odyssey of the Mind. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know? uh, it was something else. Yeah. We were yeah, uh, good times. It was a different age, man. Yeah. No, we were school sponsored. <laughs> it, it was school sponsored. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, just, you know, uh, questionable mechanical engineering at best. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we did have we had access to things that teenagers in high school should not have access to. And uh, nobody asks questions. It's it's some it's a whole other whole other time. Well, and the and the end result is that I think quite obviously you would do quite well if you found yourself in an arena versus a gorn. Yeah, you or could, or you, in, could put, uh, you could put that stuff together. Yeah, or you know, and 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 you know, on the other side of that, I, I have some martial arts training, so I'd probably be okay. There you go. Too, you know. So, yeah, but I would rather Ooh. I would rather find the clever the clever solution and compromise with the Gorn and it, you know ultimately they're not bad they're not bad people. Um, Look, it's just a little you know. I won't kill him. You hear me? I'm, yeah. I won't kill him. I won't kill him. I won't do it. We're better than that. Yeah. We are. <laughs> well, we are. Neil, that's a that's an excellent note that we're better than that. We can do better than that, right? We can. We can all do better. Well, so I try. tell you what, and be nice, gonna... be kind to each other, please, people. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That is, that is the biggest takeaway uh, is just be kind, take a minute to, you know, find a way. If you need a snarky outlet, go make an alt account that nobody knows about and don't follow anybody and scream into the void. Don't identify yourself. But if yeah. you, you know, if you find yourself getting over um, on someone just to, just to get over on them, maybe, maybe don't, you know, just think yeah. about it. You know, it's a, it's a lesson I have. I keep telling myself too. So, so hard. All, and, oh, I struggle yeah. with it every day, you know, and yeah, I, every I, day. I fail at it every day too, which is sad. Right. I should be and that's one of the reasons I'm trying to not be on Twitter right now. It's like, <laughs> I, 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 hey, listen, I, I think the yeah. key is anyway. to take my meds before I get on Twitter. And sometimes I forget that, you know, <laughs> the you coffee and, and medicine and a couple other things might be, uh, there's a sequence of events, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, whoopsie. Uh, yeah, it's that order of operations like you have in math. <laughs> yeah. You got to do yes. all the parenthetical and the addition and then the division yeah. and the multiplication. You know, you got to get it right. right. Or the problem comes out wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, I'll tell all you right. what. Well, man. thanks again for having me, Dan. I sure appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. And we'll get all the information and uh, and things that we want to link to out there in the um, show notes before uh, this goes uh, out to the folks. And uh, speaking of, though, I would like to say thank you to everyone who lent their ears to the show this week. Hope we earned them again for next week's show. And if you did enjoy this, please do uh, let everyone know by sharing it out and checking out the back catalog, getting to know some more of our friends and sharing those episodes as well. It's uh, about the best way you can make things a little more successful around here. But if you find yourself so inclined and financially able to support the show, you may do so at patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R, whereas for as little as $3 a month, you can gain early access to this episode and all future episodes of the show. Uh, And for as uh, much as $10 a month, you can gain instant access as soon as the recordings are available. Uh, So there are benefits to that. Otherwise, though... This will always be free, always be ad-free and available to you every Thursday, as long as I can manage to do it. And with that note, I'd like to say good night from the Toe Suck Studio. Ta-da!